Hello, everybody. Erin Lefave here doing the live podcast, Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit. This is the live podcast version. Today, I am kicking off the series, Herbs for Late Summer. So this is herbs in late summer that grow, that are growing in my area here in West Central Wisconsin. So if I show you an herb that I consider a late summer herb, you may or may not have had this already growing and already past its prime in your area. But for me, these ones that I've picked for this month are late summer herbs um, in my area of Wisconsin. So hello, everybody. Let me jump to the comments here to see who's here. Uh, so what I have here is echinacea, because that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Echinacea and also called purple coneflower. So if you have purple coneflower still in bloom in your area, just uh, let me know in the comments, say blooming here or something like that. So this, uh, let's see if we can get more of this color to show up because it's much more pink than this camera is letting on, but it's not focusing very well either. So let's just talk about a few things about what this plant looks like, how it grows. And then as more people jump on here as we get through, um, then I'll talk about how what it's used for. And Caitlin says, I just harvested some tonight. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And Conita says, yes, it's all over. Jennifer says, yes, mine are still blooming. Mine is just now in blossom, says Marie. Uh, yeah, so it is still out there late. I'm calling this about late summer, you know, because the fall equinox is not too far away here. So let me just show you uh, a picture here. I'm just going to pull up a picture if it'll let me here. I wanted to show you these are some of the species that are used in the herbal world. Of course, there are many species of Echinacea. Um, and Echinacea pallida is on the left-hand side. That one is not found as commonly in my area. In fact, it's I rarely see this one, but the, the petals are very fine. Um, yeah, they're just very thin and fine looking. The one in the middle is Echinacea purpurea, and that one is definitely found in our area. Um, it's usually the one that we find in gardens. Most people, if they have some sort of kind of Echinacea, it's likely to be the purpurea. And then the one on the right-hand side of the screen is Echinacea augustifolia. And um, it likes, you know, it likes it to be a little bit uh, different climate. So it doesn't grow as much here, but it could also be found in landscape, um, landscape uh, designs as well. So they do look very, very similar. Let me just pull that off there and put this here. So yeah, they're always like a pink, pinkish color, uh, the maybe a little bit of a white color. There's certainly many different kinds of um, landscape varieties, horticulture varieties that have been made, all different colors out there, some white ones. I've seen some deep red ones. Um, I tend to stick with um, the, you know, the more natural varieties if possible. 
So that's just what grows in our area, typically the purpurea augustifolia or palita. So there are some um, research to show that some of these may be stronger than others, but not necessarily. So um, some people will use them fresh versus dried, but it just depends on what is available in your area. All right. So um, they do tend to grow fairly tall, uh, three feet sometimes, depending. I have some growing in a uh, container right now since we're going to be moving you know, shortly. So I want to keep, um, keep some and they're growing really well in the containers. So if you ever have to do that, growing in them in containers, you certainly can, can do that. They're flowering just fine. I dug them up in the spring. And now they're, they're blooming really, really well. I put them in a big container, really deep one. Uh, Conita says, my goal next year is to have an area dedicated to echinacea. Yeah, and the cool thing about echinacea is it will definitely spread on its own. Um, and if you start out with one or two plants, it may just kind of sit there for one season. The second season, it will definitely spread. And by the third season, it will very much so spread. So what is echinacea or purple coneflower used for? The flower, the leaves, and the roots are used. Um, some people will use them all, make a tincture with them all at their various stages throughout the summer. I really didn't want to harvest too much of my plant this year because it's you know been disrupted, taken out of its the ground, put in a pot, having to live in that thing for a few months. Um, so I'm only harvesting some flowers here and there, but I didn't want to take too much of the leaves at this point either. Um, I love echinacea tincture uh, for tooth pain or tooth sensitivity. So if somebody is, um, has tooth pain before they have to go see a dentist, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to get in, um, you certainly can use echinacea tincture. Um, and I just put it right on the tooth of, that's sore. Uh, I might, I may put some tincture in that area and I'll try to hold it there. You could probably, I didn't try this one yet, but you could um, mash up some of the, the roots or the leaves and put it on the affected area. But tincture seems to work just fine. Uh, it has antiviral and antibacterial properties. So if you did have a tooth abscess, um, it would help with soothing the pain and hopefully supporting reducing that, you know, bacterial load if it's a bacterial issue. Um, and let's see, all sorts of things. It's definitely used to support the immune system, um, you know, to take it ahead of time. Uh, as you start to just feel that onset, it's best for that. It's considered an immune modulator, an immune stimulant to get that immune system going and, and working well. Um, also, oh, back to the tooth thing for the echinacea tincture. If you've just had some work done, uh, let's say, I don't know, a crown or something that in your tooth and it's very sensitive, echinacea tincture helps to re alleviate the pain at the moment of that tooth pain, but it seems to also um, prevent that that sensitivity from coming back. It's really, it's really interesting. I have that personal experience with it. So um, definitely can help with pain. It helps with strep throat. If you can get a fresh uh, juice of it and kind of 
get it to slowly go down the back of the throat. Um, it can actually numb um, parts of uh, the mouth, it, depending on how strong it is and how fresh it is and what kind of formula. But um, you definitely can sometimes feel a tingling sensation or numbing sensation, like I said, depending on the strength of it. Never seem to have that sensation with any of my tinctures, but um, or anybody else's that I've tried, but some people say they really feel that tingling sensation. Um, so yeah, any kind of um, bacterial, uh, viral uh, problem that's happening, you need the immune system to really get going. And so it helps with anti-inflammation. Um, um, so this plant has, has a w wide variety of, of uses for sure. So let's see, which kind is best? Well, they'll all work. Um, they'll all work just fine. Some people say like the, oh, is it the purpurea or the yestifolia? One of those they say is a little bit stronger just based on some, um, some research that's been out, done out there. Um, so, and it just kind of depends on what you're using it for and if it, you're using it fresh or dried. Uh, let's see here. Fresh juice of the aerial parts. Yep, I talked about that. And some people will use this also to help with the root, sacral, and solar uh, energy points of the bodies. Some people call them chakras. So if you're working with any type of emotional, um, energetic type of work with, with the body, the mind, the spirit, anything that has to do with that, root system sacral system of the body um this you know plant spirit medicine is used for that type of energetic um situation i have so much shade what to do if i would like to plant it well it depends on the kind of shade that you have so if you have shade that is there all day long complete shade you may be able to get the plant to grow with the leaves and maybe not so much with the flower. This plant is typically uh, found in, in prairie situations, so full blazing sun, um, but it can stand a little bit of shade. So, you know, if there's some shade in the morning or shade later in the day, that's all right, but I'm pretty sure this is going to need eight hours of pretty direct sun. So you could put it in a pot and put that pot in, yeah, put the pot in, um, in a place that's really sunny, uh, even if it's a patio or a driveway or some other spot that, you know, maybe doesn't have soil to put in it. But um, yeah, Angela says, probably why mine are small, moved, and sunset up is different for the patio. Oh, full forest almost. Yeah, probably not likely to do so well there. So this um, flower, this is like the main flower that comes first. And then at the axle of the leaves, I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this, but in the axle of the leaves, there's actually little buds forming. So they will get a second flush of flowers, but they'll be smaller and in these axles here. So that's Echinacea. Echinacea is just a really great, um, tincture to have on hand, like I said, for mouth sores, throat, sore throat, you know, conditions where there's um, 
bacterial uh, buildup there, a bacterial issue there. It's a uh, good one to put into teas that you're using if you feel a sick, sickness coming on or there's people in your home or around you that you're trying to prevent sickness because they're sick. Uh, and you'll find it in other types of um, teas. Traditional medicinals has one called Echinacea and Echinacea Plus. It's very good and I really like it a lot. And then it, it's also Echinacea is found in so many other formulas. But it's definitely been used for a long time and grows in a wide variety of places around the world and definitely seems to do well in garden situations. Um, if you buy a package of seeds, are they, are they the same? Well, um, Sue, you would have to look on the package to see if it says Echinacea species, SPP period, because um, it may have a variety of them in it. But doing Echinacea from seed is, can be a little bit of, um, take some skill because um, they do need some cold stratification. So planting them um, outside, um, you know, in the fall and then letting them go through the cold season can be helpful. So, um, you know, they're not kind of like a sunflower seed, you poke it in the ground in the summer and then it sprouts or in the spring and then it sprouts. Um, Echinacea needs a, a cold period to happen. And it would probably say that on the package. Um, you certainly most likely can buy some, um, if you have local greenhouses, um, sometimes most likely they have some sort of echinacea and um, native plant sales um, will have nature centers. If they have nature plant, uh, native plant sales, they'll have them sometimes. I would also check with um, Strictly Medicinals uh, because they sell seeds and live plants and most likely have some echinacea there too. Yeah. I had one come up this on the outside of a tub. I, let's see here. I had one come up on the outside of a tub. I had some in, I dug it up and put it in my plant light in a pot. It is doing well. Yeah. Oh, um, Marcy, Marcy says, so lucky I inherited a fully established echinacea garden when I moved in this year. That is really cool. If any of you know, you need some echinacea and know somebody who has some echinacea, <laughs> like I said, it does spread. So potentially maybe they would give you, um, some transplants of that. Yeah. Okay. They'll have a sale now. Strict oh, they're having a sale now. Thank you, Punita. Strictly medicinals. Oh gosh. I don't know if I should know that. <laughs> My new uh, house that we are going to be moving in, hopefully this in the next 30 days has no gardens and it's a fairly good size. And so it's like a blank palette and I have lots and lots of ideas. So yes, usually people would say, I have some extra plants. Would you like them? And I, we would say, I just don't have the room, but now now I will. So it'll be really fun. I'll share the progress with you all as I start to make those new herbal gardens and I have some fun theme gardens I'm going to be making. So yeah. All right. So Echinacea, um, the rest of this month series is uh, late summer herbs. Um, and what's some other ones? I picked asters and 
probably did I pick goldenrod? I don't know. There's some light season ones here. Starting August 16th, um, for four days, I'm doing the Plant Priestess Exploration Workshop. It's the last free workshop for the Plant Priestess Exploration that I'm going to be doing. So after that, there will be a small fee to join. This time it is only four days. Um, in the past, I do five bonus days, but um, I'm going to keep it to four this time. I will be in Zoom and streaming into the Plant Priestess Exploration Facebook page. Um, and in order to get the Zoom link, um, you definitely have to register. So I've been putting the we've been putting the registration link in um, just about every day, I, I think. But I'll also get it in here. And the workbook, yes, will also come through email um, if you when you register. Uh, what else can I tell you? Oh, on Monday, I'm going to announce um, a new special offer, um, and I'll let you know what that looks like. I'll just give you a hint. Save the date of August 22nd, um, offering something a little bit newer. Uh, so I'll announce that on the first day of the workshop. Um, and I'll do some giveaway prizes as well. So in order to be eligible for those, you have to be in the Plant Priestess Exploration Facebook group. And there's some sharing posts that will come up. And just um, people who share in, in there will get into the drawing. Um, we do recap posts in that fa Facebook group. So it's um, there. I know some people are not. So people are watching this in YouTube uh, right now, but we will be in Zoom and the and the Facebook group for the August 16th Plant Priestess Exploration Facebook group. So um, exciting to have that come back again. I think the last one I did was in April, I believe, sometime around there. So it's been a little while. Um, yeah. Oh, you already got your workbook and your email. Good. Yes. All right. So we'll get that link up. There is a cricket down here, Angela. Yeah, it's called the never ending cricket because it's been here for well over a week. Um, I thought it would die off on its own, but it hasn't. So every time I hear it, I hear the never ending stories theme song in my head because I call it the never ending cricket. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Um, I... Think I will have to try to track it down, which is not the easiest thing. I thought maybe one of my cats would find it too, but no. Oh no, that's too much work for them. So hopefully next time, no cricket. Um, and hopefully by September, I'll have a new background because we'll be in a new spot. It's really exciting. Oh, you thought it was the crickets in your kitchen? Well, it could be. Maybe they're talking to each other through this Facebook Live. <laughs> Yes, sorry about that. Nothing I can do about that cricket. But I cannot believe it's still alive. So, unless it's, you know, changing out, hey, finding new friends to come in here. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for joining in. Um, if you're watching the replay of this, let me know. And as always, we put these live podcast video shows, mini lessons in two podcasts so you can listen to them um herbs the acronym herbs herbs with Aaron remedies for body and spirit itunes and spotify this also gets turned into a blog post and it's also on my youtube channel full circle herbals so lots of places to watch um yeah all right everybody take care i'll answer some of these questions as i get off too okay
Bye-bye.